Welcome to Generational Wealth MD's podcast on financial freedom through investing in real estate. My name is Param Baladandapani. I'm a mom, radiologist, real estate investor, and mentor to others looking to start or scale their real estate portfolios. Thank you for being here today. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with inspiration, strategies, and insight so that you can stop trading your time for money and live life on your terms. If you love the episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Today's topic is for everyone who is on the fence. Uh, You may be a new investor. You may be someone who has a few properties and you're not sure if this is the time to continue to grow your portfolio, start scaling, or, or if you should wait because you think the market is too hot and you're not sure if, uh, if this is the right time to invest. To give you a little bit of backstory, um, between August 2020 and August 2021, which all of you know um, was probably uh, the hottest period for the real estate market, home prices, I believe on average around the country, rose by 17 to 21%, depending on which market you were in. Um, that was the time where I had the, my highest acquisition of uh, rental real estate. I purchased five properties within that time frame. And all of those properties cash flow really well. Some of them cash flow better than the ones that I'd purchased in the past. And so what I want to say is that there is a system, there is a way to do this where you're reducing risk, where you're using your numbers, you're leaning into the numbers and you make sure you're buying right. And I want to go over that system with all of you, because I think when we, uh, when we educate ourselves, we're actually reducing risk and um, it takes away a lot of the hesitation and a lot of the overwhelm associated with buying in a hot market. Before I go into that system, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the psychology around, um, you know, uh, buying in a hot market and, uh, and what the opportunity cost and the benefits are of continuing to invest in a hot market. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is, is fear, right? So what is the motivation? What is the, the actual thing that's holding someone behind um, in this scenario essentially is fear and it's, it's fear of losing money. Right. And, and, and that that's where all the hesitation comes from. Uh, you, you may think it's because you want to make a higher profit, but in a sense, it's because you're afraid that if you invest now, you'll essentially lose money. Um, and that's why I want to talk about the system that I have um, with the system that I teach in the system. I think all of us you know the factors we need to consider before putting our money into real estate in um, this market. Right. And, and the market is still hotter than it has been in, in many years. So, yeah, so there's a system and, and that system and knowing the system, understanding it uh, and using it, I, I hope will um, elevate some of that fear that holds us back. And the second thing is a, is a belief, right? So there's the fear, but there's also a belief that prices will go down uh, over time. But the truth about prices going down is that no one really knows for sure, right? And I always think that the best thing to do is to, uh, to invest for any market, okay? So let's not speculate, but I think our investing strategy should be such that you're investing for any market. So if the market goes up, if the market stays stable, or even if prices, um, you know, there is, a mar- is, there is market correction, I think our strategy should be such that um, in, in all of those uh, eventualities, we have contingencies and we've planned so that we don't actually take a hit in terms of cash flow, right? And, and we're going to talk more about that in our strategy. And then finally, I want to talk about um, the, the benefits of actually investing in the current market. And I think this is really, this is really, really important because 
we're thinking about the fears, we're thinking about worst case scenario, um, and we're holding on to uh, one way of looking at things. But oftentimes, all we need to do is to is to shift our perspectives. And um, I want to invite you to think about the benefits of investing in the current market. So let's talk about the benefits of investing in real estate, even in, in a hot market, right? Leveraged real estate, the first thing I want to focus on is the fact that leveraged real estate um, is the best hedge against inflation. So remember when home national historic home price increase annually is around three to 4%, right? And when you have a leveraged property, the, your return on investment, because you're leveraged and you possibly only have 25% down is going to be 12% and above depending on how leveraged you are, right? And so it's important to remember that when you have leveraged real estate, um, then that is the best hedge against inflation. And I, I want you to remember that when you're trying to run numbers and, 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 you know, and you're not sure if you should be investing or not. The other important thing is that a smart real estate investor always takes, um, you know, takes advantage of the different tax strategies that are available to real estate investors where you can actually possibly shelter a significant portion of your clinical income from taxes. And so if you're in a high tax, tax bracket right now uh, and you're actually reducing your marginal taxes, then, then that's incentive to invest now, right? Because, because that's once you pay your taxes, it's gone. So if you're actually able to use those advanced tax strategies, then you're actually increasing your returns and you don't have to be as worried about, you know, about having lower rents or, or, or market correction. And the other important thing to remember is that interest rates are really low right now. Um, they, they are beginning to inch up, but still they're, they're pretty low um, compared to historic rates. And so you're able to lock in these low interest rates for a really long duration. Um, so if you, especially if you're getting fixed long-term debt, right? So interest rates are low. And the important thing to remember, especially if you're investing in a strong market uh, with good job growth, uh, good um, projected rent increases, then rents are going to go up over time. And even if you have a property, which may be neutral cash flow today, over time, because of rent uh, growth, your cash on cash return, your cash flow is going to increase significantly. So that's important to remember. Um, the, um, uh, the other thing to think about is your mind always tends to make you think that, well, if there is a market correction, then that's going to be bad. And we're going to talk about strategies to make sure that even if there is a market correction, you don't really get affected negatively. But more importantly, if home prices do go up, and, and that is what most experts project over time, then you're going to kick yourself for not having invested now, because uh, if you invest later, you've lost that you know, time value of money, um, you've lost it on some returns, and then you're going to invest at a higher price anyway. So that's something to remember, right? Uh, uh, right now, we still have um, a real shortage of housing in, in the United States. And so there's strong demand. And um, homeowners today are in a different situation compared to what they were in in 07 and 08. A lot of them, even those facing foreclosure, they have a lot of equity in their homes. And therefore, they're not in the same position. They will be able to refinance and they, they have options, right? So it's important to remember that it's likely that home prices will continue to increase. They may not increase at the same rate that they did within the last 12 months, but there is a, a high likelihood of home prices will continue to increase, right? So those are the benefits of investing in real estate even right now, which I think you should think about. I heard this in one of the uh, bigger pocket um, episodes, and I, I thought it was a very 
valuable way of looking at acquiring real estate. So even if you are concerned about market corrections, right? If you have a long-term strategy where you're going to hold the real estate for, uh, for you know, at least 10, 15 years, then remember if at the end of 10 years, if there is market correction prices, you gradually rise up and they eventually end up at the same point that you purchased it at. If you don't really see any market appreciation, you still, at the end of the day, 10 years later, will still have 6% because of debt pay down, right? I always say when you think of real estate, remember it, your returns from real estate are multifactorial. You have returns because of cash flow, you have returns because of market appreciation and forced appreciation, which is when you increase the value of the property and increase rents because of uh, think because of things that you're doing. But um, the other and then you have tax savings, which again, is like, you know, if you're able to shelter your clinical income, that's another way you have returns from real estate. But the, the the full thing to remember is that over time, when you're taking a portion of your rent and you're um, paying down uh, your mortgage, then your equity in the property is building up because the principal portion of the mortgage gets paid down, right? And typically that's close to 6%. And so even worst case scenario, if your property doesn't appreciate in value over 10 years, if the property uh, doesn't cash flow over 10 years, this is worst case, you still have debt pay down that you can look back upon, and that's uh, on average 6% annually. So it will still be uh, a good investment is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So that's about the beliefs. That's about um, frame shifting about how we can look at this and what we should focus on for us to be able to take the next step, right? But now I want to talk about strategy. Okay. You've decided you want to do this, but then the question is, how do you do this right? That's the most important thing. And so the important thing to remember is that if you're conservative, then you're eliminating risk. If you're buying right, if you know how to do it. So the most important thing, I think, when you're concerned about um, the market not being, uh, if you're concerned about the real estate market being too hot, is to remember that an important thing is the duration of your strategy. If you have a long-term strategy, if you are considering investing in real estate for the long haul for say 10, 20, 30 years, then you've already reduced uh, any risk that you may have from uh, market fluctuations because over time, we know over time that historically there is a 4% annual increase in home prices, right? And it's matching and, and actually in the last few decades, it's been higher than inflation, right? So when you have a longer term strategy, you can be less concerned about, um, you know, all these transient market corrections, ups and downs. It's the same way when you invest in the stock market and you have a long term strategy, then you are less concerned about your entry and exit because over time, those numbers are, you know, are going to go up. This is probably not the time to be uh, engaging in short-term strategies um, like flipping, right? So this is probably not the time you want to do that. But if you have a long-term strategy, then you need to be less concerned about uh, market corrections. And I'll tell you why. That's because the home prices may go up and down, but as a real estate investor, your profit, what you're looking at is cash flow. Cash flow is dependent on rents. And if you've purchased in strong markets, rents typically, even when home prices go up and down, rents typically tend to stay um, stable. And sometimes they may drop a little bit. Remember in 08 and 09, when we saw the housing, the last housing market crash, rents did drop, but they, I believe they dropped uh, less than 4% in each of those years. And then it rapidly took off again and, and rents increased. So as an investor, you're not going to be as concerned about home prices fluctuating as you are going to be about 
rents, right? And rents typically tend to stay stable even when there is a market correction. It can go down a little bit and that's when you have to run more conservative numbers. We're gonna talk about that, right? So a long-term strategy is gonna keep you safe. Now, the next thing to think about is um, buying properties that are cash flow positive. And I can't stress this enough. I talk to people all the time. And uh, when people say that they've been unsuccessful in real estate, often it's because they haven't run numbers at the get-go and they have a property that isn't cash flow positive. Okay, so running your numbers, really understanding your numbers is super important for anyone who's listening who hasn't checked out uh, the cash on cash calculator. If you go to www generationalwealthmd.com and you go to the resources section, there is a separate calculator for long-term rentals and one for short-term rentals. And I always say, run your numbers on these calculators for the long-term rental calculator assume vacancy to be 5%. That's a good average number. And maintenance and capital expenditure costs to be 10%. Plug that in, factor all of that to make sure you have a good cash flowing property when you purchase the property. And then always make sure you have accurate property taxes on there because your property taxes will go up when you purchase the property based on the price that you're acquiring it for. So make sure you have accurate assumptions in there. But the important thing to remember is that if it's, just, uh, if it's hard for you to find a, a really good deal, then remember, you can always find a property that needs some work and uh, use the birth strategy, which is where you're doing work on the property, doing a rehab, increasing the value of the property, thereby increasing the rent. And then you're able to get higher returns because you've done that, right? So you can use a different strategy. You can look for properties with hidden value, prop uh, properties that have under market rents where you can increase rent, properties where you could convert a den into a bedroom and that would give you a higher rent, a basement into another additional living unit. There are so many ways to, um, to strategize and increase your cash flow. You may want to invest in short-term rentals. Uh, you may want to use some advanced tax strategies. So your actual returns from that property are higher. So you have to be, so you can be less concerned about, about market fluctuations, essentially. So when you tap into all those different strategies and increase your returns, you're actually, um, you're actually giving yourself more confidence in the property, right? So those are important things to think about. Now, the other thing I want to focus on is picking the right market. So picking the right market is, is really, really important. You, uh, I always say, find a market where there's a lot of migration, find a market where there is great um, job growth. Um, therefore, those markets tend to have strong rent growths also. So over time, your cash and cash returns are going to increase significantly. You know that even if there is a market correction, those places are probably going to see lesser corrections, right? Um, and rent is going to stay stable. And, and that's that's what you're concerned about most as a long-term investor, right? So that's important. And for anyone looking for um, idea, uh, for uh, resources, for getting market data, I like citydata.com. That's a good source. And then U-Haul every year puts out data about migration patterns. And that's a nice place to go and um, check out to see, um, you know, uh, which markets are doing really well and where there is migration, especially with the pandemic. I think that's good. I always say also invest in landlord-friendly states. That's, a, that's always a good thing. So yeah, so these are the things that I want you to pay attention to when you're looking um, at the markets that you're going to invest in. And that is part of your overall strategy, right? You want to play it safe. 
And if you're concerned about market corrections, you're thinking about this also. So stay conservative, right? Stay conservative. When you're making assumptions, if you're trying to do a rehab, have very conservative uh, assumptions. Assume there are going to be delays, right? If you are looking at acquiring properties, acquire properties that are already stabilized, right? Stabilized residential is a very safe space to be in. When you buy a property that's already rent ready and where you could place a tenant in, that's a safer strategy as opposed to but getting a ground up development or investing in retail or shopping centers, especially with the pandemic, you know, so many things have happened. If you're concerned about economic downturns, then, then stay safe. Um, continue to invest in the uh, in conservative investments like stabilized residential. Okay, don't speculate. And um, and then I said, if you're making assumptions um, for a rehab, the, the same way when you're making rent assumptions, make sure you stay conservative. Right? When you stay conservative with all your numbers, then you're already reducing risk significantly. Um, the next thing um, that I would like you to focus on is cash reserves. If you're concerned about market corrections, rents dropping, then just make sure you have higher uh, cash reserves than you normally would hold on to. And that's another way of making sure that if you had to weather um, rent, uh, rents dropping for a little bit, you have the cash reserves to do it. And then uh, finally, be always be responsibly leveraged. And I can't stress this enough. Mm. If you are getting fixed long-term debt, that is the best kind of debt to have. And I, and I think that that's great, um, especially if you can get a conventional mortgage for your properties, because you're already reducing assumptions significantly when you get fixed long-term debt. But if you are getting um, commercial loans, then um, you, know, you could still look at the terms, make sure, because with commercial loans, you have vari variable rates, you have balloon payments. And so there are more assumptions in the picture. And if you are planning on selling or refinancing in five to seven years, and if there's a market correction, then, then you need to be prepared. Um, and, and so in those situations, and there are a lot of calculators and numbers that you can run, ideally looking at how much equity you have in the property is always a good thing. So having a, a little higher equity in the property safeguards you against um, you know, the potential um, of being uh, upside down on your property when you actually plan to refinance it or sell it, right? So things that you can do to reduce risk significantly. Okay, so that's as far as strategy is concerned. And now if you, you've, you've learned all this, you're going and looking at properties, um, I just want to mention that in a competitive market, as a buyer, there are certain things that's important for you to remember. You need to put in aggressive offers, right? Because that's what the market de demands. So really understand your market and understand what's required in your market. And um, you need to be fast. Uh, you, you, know, you may not have two days to think about the property and get back um, to the seller. You may need to put in offers fastness. Really important to do that. And when you're running numbers, sometimes you're looking at a property and it's cash flowing three, 4%, and you're really not sure. I think that may be a time to focus on two things. A, think about your annualized returns, right? Think about how uh, your over time debt pay down is going to affect your returns. Uh, think about what market you're investing in and you know um, how strong um, home price appreciation is going to be over time. So think about everything. Think about all the, the tax savings that you could potentially have if, with, if you had strategies in place. So I'd say that's a time to think about your annualized ROI maybe, right? If you, are, if you aren't getting a 10% cash on cash return, then yeah, maybe it is time to focus on annualized ROI and see over time how the property is going to perform. Maybe it's the time to look at what you expect rent growths to be because five years from now, um, you know, my first property, when I purchased it, it was cash flowing, uh, the I mean, it was cash flowing well. My cash on cash return, uh, return just from cash flow was close to 10%. But because of rent growth over five years, five years later, 
just my cash on cash return was suddenly 25%, just cash on, just cash flow ROI, return of investment from cash flow, right? And that will happen if you're on a strong market. So when you're putting that offer in and it feels like, you know, three, four, 5% is really low in cash on cash return, maybe that would be the time to focus on these additional things. Okay, so as I said, um, um, the predictions are, and, and I believe that housing market is going to stay, stay strong in 2022. Again, that's just, those are just assumptions. We don't know. So I always say plan for worst case scenario. Make sure you run your numbers as such. But uh, I want to leave you all with this quote. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. I, I strongly believe in that. Thank you, guys. 